cliffcentral.com. Yo, 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 you are now tuned in to No Borders with your boy KF. Kamu was hating on the on our backtrack last week. He called this jungle music. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> I think three quarters of Africa is still jungle, and we like it that way. We need to, and, and you know, with the whole free the nipple movement, I think it only makes sense that we're still a jungle, right? Support free the nipple. <laughs> Welcome to No Borders, man. It's another Friday. It's gonna be a crazy Friday. Uh, Kamu's not around as usual I don't know what's up with this dude I think he's got a side hustle that he's not telling me about He's making money on the side that I don't know about He's been rocking new shoes and stuff But we've got someone we had on the show And it was still called Zim Conversations last year A good brother of mine, a very good friend of mine Who's going to co-host with me today uh, Mr. Takutsunga Hey, how's it, kid? What's up, Tak? Get close to the mic, homie oh. You know, welcome to No Borders It's not, it's not Zim Conversations Oh, anymore. what happened to Zim Conversations? It was boring <laughs> <laughs> what do you expect when I'm not on it? Oh, snap. Are you trying to take someone's job? <laughs> yeah, <that's good. laughs> nah, man. Um, yeah, Taku is a law graduate uh, here with us in South Africa. Comes from a long line of lawyers and intellectuals. I don't know what happened to you, but uh, he's someone who we enjoy having on the show. Uh, Taku, no borders. In, in all honesty, it's just, it's just an expansion. It's not that we ran away from Zim conversations. We just thought that conversations should expand to be broader and not just Zim, but Africa. Because you oh, can't okay. talk about one African country without thinking of all the African countries, right? Yeah. And a very good example of that is what's going on in West Africa right now, ECOWAS. Oh, yeah, yeah. The whole the, thing the in the Gambia. Gambia. Yeah. And I mean, I'm really happy that they stood up for that. But we can't get into that because I'm, we're probably having the ambassador of the Gambia and Buisen in Glozi next week to actually discuss that. Ah, that would be find dope. out why revolutionaries don't want to get out of power and just let <laughs> us dudes run the country. We will not turn it into a nightclub. I mean, you know, we went to school for a reason. <laughs> All right. So, you see, the reason why I really needed you on the show was I, I, I'm not really, you know, I'm not really about all this, all these. You know, there's so, there's so much terminology. Like, there are always new, there's always new stuff that's coming up. Dabbing. What's another <laughs> word? Stanky leg. What, what's the other stuff that comes up about, you know, like, what? Flexing. Then there's uh, take an L. What's take an L? Uh, that's Meek Mill. So taking an L? I don't know. But, you know, they've got all these. So, but I've been seeing something a lot on, on, on social media, and it's called Millennials. So they, apparently I'm a millennial. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm 31. <laughs> and so this dude called Simon Sinek, he's got this video that went viral. And he's talking about millennials in the workplace, right? And apparently he defines millennials as people born in 1984 at, up until now. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I think he should have started from like 88 or 19. <laughs> like there's no way I'm a millennial. Like he calls us spoiled. Anyway, we're going to play the clip. And then, um, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's, it's very enlightening. A lot of what he talks about are things that are actually going on. I'm like, I, I, none of it resounded with me. Uh, but um, it, I, I could see a lot of people that I'm around who actually behave in that way. He was talking about beanbags. And I, we actually have beanbags in the <laughs> office. <laughs> you know what I mean? Our parents didn't grow up with none of that. But I mean, the millennial uh, question is a very... It's actually a topic that, that should be discussed. So we're going to play that. And then you and I are just going to discuss on it, throw, throw back a couple of ideas. Palissa, hit us. Uh, I have yet to give a speech or have a meeting where somebody doesn't ask me the millennial question. Um, What's the millennial question? Apparently, millennials as a generation, which is a group of people who were born approximately uh, 1984 and after, um, uh, are tough to manage. And they're accused of being entitled and narcissistic 
and self-interested, unfocused, lazy. <laughs> but entitled is the big one. And, uh, and because they confound leadership so much, what's happening is leaders are asking the millennials, what do you want? And millennials are saying, we want to work in a place with purpose, love that. Um, we want to make an impact, you know, whatever that means. Um, uh, we want free food and beanbags. Uh, and so somebody articulates some sort of purpose, there's lots of free food and there's beanbags, and yet for some reason they're still not happy. And that's because um, you, the, they're missing, there's, there's, a, there's a missing piece. Um, what I've learned is that there, I can break it down into four pieces, right? There are four, four things, four characteristics. One is parenting, the other one is uh, technology, the third is impatience, and the fourth is environment. The generation that we call the millennials, too many of them grew up um, subject to, not my words, failed parenting strategies, you know? Where, for example, they were told that they were special all the time. They were told that they could have anything they want in life just because they want it, right? They were told... Um, uh, some of them got into um, honors classes not because they deserved it, but because their parents complained. And some of them got A's not because they earned them, but because the teachers didn't want to deal with the parents. Some kids got participation medals. They got a medal for coming in last, right? Which the science we know is pretty clear, which is it devalues the medal and the reward for those who actually work hard. And that actually makes the person who comes in last feel embarrassed because they know they didn't deserve it, so it actually makes them feel worse, mm. right? So you take this group of people, and they graduate school, and they get a job, and they're thrust into, an, into the real world, and in an instant, they find out they're not special, their moms can't get them a promotion, um, that you get nothing for coming in last, and by the way, you can't just have it because you want it, right? And in an instant, their entire self-image is shattered. And so you have an entire generation that's growing up with lower self-esteem than previous generations. The other problem to compound it is we're growing up in a Facebook, Instagram world. In other words, we're good at putting filters on things. We're good at showing people that life is amazing even though I'm depressed, right? And so everybody sounds tough and everybody sounds like they got it all figured out. And the reality is there's very little toughness and most people don't have it figured out. And so when the more senior people say, well, what should we do? They sound like, this is what you got to do. And they have no clue. Right? <laughs> So you have an entire generation growing up with lower self-esteem than previous generations, right? Through no fault of their own. Through no fault of their own, right? They were dealt a bad hand, right? Now let's add in technology. We know that engagement with social media and our cell phones releases a chemical called dopamine. That's why when you get a text, it feels good, right? So, you know, we've all had it where you're feeling a little bit down or feeling a bit lonely. And so you send out 10 texts to 10 friends, you know, hi, 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 hi. Because <laughs> it feels good when you get a response, right? Right? It's why we count the likes. It's why we go back 10 times to see if, and if it's going, if our, my Instagram is growing slower, I, would, I, I did I do something wrong? Do they not like me anymore, right? The, the trauma for young kids to be unfriended, Right? Because we know when you get it, you get a hit of dopamine, which feels good. It's why we like it. It's why we keep going back to it. Dopamine is the exact same chemical that makes us feel good when we smoke, when we drink, and when we gamble. In other words, it's highly, highly addictive, right? We have age restrictions on smoking, gambling, and uh, alcohol, 
and we have no age restrictions on social media and cell phones, which is the equivalent of opening up the liquor cabinet and saying to our teenagers, hey, by the way, this adolescence thing, if it gets you down... <laughs> but that's basically what's happening. That's basically what's happening, right? That's basically what happened. You have an entire generation that has access to an addictive, numbing t- chemical called dopamine through social media and cell phones as they're going through the high stress of adolescence. Why is this important? Almost every alcoholic discovered alcohol when they were teenagers. When we're very, very young, the only approval we need is the approval of our parents. And as we go through adolescence, we make this transition where we now need the approval of our peers. Very frustrating for our parents, very important for us. It allows us to acculturate outside of our immediate families into the broader tribe, right? It's a highly, highly stressful and anxious period of our lives, and we're supposed to learn to rely on our friends, Some people, quite by accident, discover alcohol and numbing effects of dopamine to help them cope with the stresses and anxieties of adolescence. Unfortunately, that becomes hardwired in their brains. And for the rest of their lives, when they suffer significant stress, they will not turn to a person, they will turn to the bottle. Social stress, financial stress, career stress, that's pretty much the primary reasons why an alcoholic drinks, right? What's happening is because we're allowing unfettered access to these dopamine-producing devices and media... Basically, it's becoming hardwired, and what we're seeing is as they grow older, they, too many kids don't know how to form deep, meaningful relationships. Their words, not mine. They will admit that many of their friendships are superficial. They will admit that their friends, that they don't count on their friends, they don't rely on their friends, they have fun with their friends, but they also know that their friends will cancel on them as something better comes along. Deep, meaningful relationships are not there because they never practice the skill set, and worse, they don't have the coping mechanisms to deal with stress. So when significant stress starts to show up in their lives, they're not turning to a person, they're turning to a device, they're turning to social media, they're turning to these things which offer temporary relief. We know. Yeah, man, so that was, um, that was Simon, Simon Sinek. Um, and I mean, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people have been watching this video has gone viral and I want to, I want to agree with the lot that he says, um, but not like I have a lot to say. You, did you have something to say about this? Like, why why don't you start? Cause I'm going to ramble. I don't agree with most of that. He says, what don't you agree with? I told you, I told you to write something down. You forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Because. What I don't agree about, what, the only thing I agree about actually is the fact that um, society expects everyone to become an overachiever. So that burden alone on each and every individual of this world makes us retract into our own little space. And that's mm. why social media has become such a big thing mm. because you can't interact with every other Tom, Dick and Harry. That's not what he said though. You're actually putting, like, you're actually making his point sound better. <laughs> because that's not that's not actually what he said. That's not actually what like he okay, in terms of overachieving, what he's actually saying is that people who are underachievers are being rewarded for being underachievers. Like you know how you get a participation medal. Like when we were growing up, participation like and I was talking to Slate. I was talking to Slate and Slate Slate just said like now when we grew up it was number one, two and three and that's it. Okay, for those who aren't here, Slade is one of the drummers. We're gonna have a live drum set. They're coming in. Drum slum, shout out to you guys. White people, hoorah. Um, so like, I mean, and, and like when we grew up, you were number one, two or three, and that was it. And even number three was kind of like, okay, bronze. And then if you were like last in class, and we didn't grow up in classes of 20 people, we we're like 50. 
You know what I mean? And then if you were last, and then they would call all your names out with all your results. And if you were 50, you were, you would walk up there and you'd be like, this is not happening again, not ever. And all the girls are kind of looking at you. But nowadays, everyone gets like, even in a swimming competition, everyone gets a medal. But then, That's ridiculous. But then don't you think uh, the fact that they reward a person who comes like last, they're trying to paper over the cracks of the problems in society that they only, they only reward those who overachieve. So the fact that they give the person who comes last a reward... Chaco, I, don't even, I don't even believe with the word overachieve. There's no such thing as overachieve. Like, okay, I've always known what I wanted to become. I can't become anymore because I'm an immigrant. But I've always wanted to lead my nation. Lead, yeah. or lead the country. Or, I always wanted to be a president or secretary general. I think secretary general is <laughs> a bit more exclusive. I mean, I, I knew what I wanted to do from a very young age. And people... And society actually told me, oh my God, like, who says they want to become president? So I don't believe in the word overachievement. Like... I believe any success brings actually brings me lower because now people have seen me reach a certain stage they only expect better. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you come first this term, you can't come second next term because you've downgraded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that's how I grew up. Nowadays, oh you came fifth, you did so well. Pat on the back. <laughs> okay, now first thing I don't agree with, of course that comes personally and was when he said when he called 80 people who were born from 84 upwards being millennials that's ridiculous because remember when just when we started playing it yeah and i'm like hey can i get a pen and paper because i want to write down notes you know and everyone left i'm like oh snap no actually i could just use my phone but that's the you know that's the, the generation that i come from my phone it, i i hate my phone like palisa knows like before the show i don't want to see a text or a message or facebook or twitter i do that in the office then as i Come yeah. over for the show yeah. Like my mind is just You know in that you know, Focused Focused yeah I don't want to be on my phone I'm not checking to see How many people liked the posts You know what I mean That Greg made Like you know I'm, I don't care You know yeah. what I mean I, I, really don't, I never ask about the numbers For you know No borders I don't care who's listening Or who's not listening Those two people Who are listening Are getting something from me <laughs> No I don't feel like And that's what That's what he was You see Simon Sinek Had a lot of Great points But then he made the mistake of fearing the backlash of the millennials on Twitter and on Facebook, so he sugarcoated it. Firstly, he said it's not their fault. So whose damn fault is it? Like who's that? like who? Taku, if it's not their fault that they're addicted to Twitter and Facebook, whose fault is it? So, I think I think it's what like he, saying, "Oh, you're an alcoholic." It's not your fault. <laughs> like I think what he's what he's trying to say is that society has has, has pushed them to become what they are and. It's 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 nice one, nice one, yeah. nice one. When was your dad born? Uh, yo, fifty something, right? Sixty six, sixty six. Yeah, Arnold is young. Damn yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Arnold was born sixty six. My dad was born thirty five. Nineteen thirty five. My dad wore his first pair of shoes when he was sixteen. He went to primary school when he was about eighteen, nineteen. Society, we we were under colonialism. You know, Ian yeah, yeah, Smith, yeah. the Rhodesians, right? And, but he fought around that. Made a plan So society didn't force me In fact His society was worse Because it wasn't just the white people It was also the black people Telling him You want to go to school Who do you think you are <laughs> Uncle Tom looking You know what I mean But he's like No I'm not going to conform Now if you're telling me That all of these people And he failed to say that He said it's not their fault It is their fault If you conform Then it's your fault Like if you feel the pressures External pressures Are going to force you into External pressures Can force you into dressing A certain way Right Yeah yeah. External pressures can force you into eating certain foods Because you don't have anything else But external pressures can't force the way you think and behave Yeah, that's true You know what I mean? That's true And I think So with millennials 
it does the pressures do exist but what makes millennials millennials is the fact that they're unable to fight those pressures yeah so instead of millennials you should just call them the idiots of the 21st century <laughs> No, honest, and he's sugarcoated. The, no, the whole speech is sugarcoated. When he started, I'm like, oh my god, this guy, he's he speaks truth, and a lot of it, like the first five to ten minutes, no, the first five to seven minutes was really good, until I think it clicked in his head. No, I need to go viral, <laughs> and I'm not gonna go viral. And if if I don't, you know, if I don't, you know, yeah. no, not blame these kids. And then he talked about dopamine. Like, are you gonna compare alcohol and Facebook? <laughs> Nah, come on, family. Like, really? The effects of alcohol to the effects of Facebook? Like, I mean, that's he's talking. These are nah, fam. And then he's just using words that we don't know. Now, but I should have asked the doctor here and asked him, is this actually true? Because you know, he just used. I bet you, no one who watched. You see, that's the problem with millennials. If it's viral, so it's true. I bet you no one after this went and talked to a doctor, or did their research, and actually checked these dopamine, you know, facts that he's supposedly throwing out because. And no one questions anything. I was talking to a, a female friend of mine. She's South African, and I'm like, and she's like, you know what? You can't blame South Africans for not knowing about Ghana or or what's going on in Zimbabwe or Kenya. What we see and we've never traveled. And what we see on TV is what we're gonna believe. I'm like, that's what makes you an idiot. That's what makes you ignorant. Yeah. If you don't question what you see, what what you know, what you're shown on TV, what you what you hear on radio, what you read in the papers. Then you, you, I mean, that's what makes millennials millennials. But then, I think uh, the fact that he calls uh, the effect of social media like dopamine mm -hmm. is addictive. Social it's media addictive, addictive, and it makes someone feel good. Like, cause uh, it makes he, someone who's whack feel good. Not even whack, but then uh, the world we live in now, I believe, is you can't interact with each and like the, your next person without them judging you or. Them thinking you're wasting you're wasting their time because they've got better things to do. Like go to the club. Yeah, go to the club. Okay. Talk to someone else because <laughs> <laughs> you're just not interested. Yeah, because you're wasting my time. So they use social media as a release because on social media you create these personas where you've got. 10,000 followers It's not really you Exactly But then you You're recreating yourself Exactly You're recreating yourself Into someone you think you Is that a good be. thing Or is that a bad thing I think recreation Of an entity Is always a good thing If you can But then the question is Are you only a recreation Online What are you Offline No most of them Are recreation Online only You meet them In, in, in real life And They're totally yeah, they're, they're polar hey, opposite filters, of what bro, <laughs> Filters Yo <laughs> Yeah <laughs> I'm just No for real like I've, I've, like there are people who we've called on the show, because I've seen their pictures. Like I just know. Let me just use this, you know, and try to get this girl on the show. I'm like, snap! I'm not doing this again. <laughs> These Instagram filters. I'm not even on Instagram, you know. And I actually enjoy taking pictures, and I post a lot of my pictures on my Facebook. First of all, my Facebook has like 203 friends. I delete on it. Taku, you're not on my Facebook. You know what I mean? Yeah. Only my really <laughs> close friends. Not to say you're not one of my close Thanks. friends are on Facebook. But it's because I don't need like a thousand or two thousand friends to make me feel better. In fact, I restrict my social media so that the things that I share, I share to very close people. I'm sharing my day-to-day -day experience with people I actually care about. I'm not trying to have the world give me like a thousand likes. I really don't care about the likes. But comments, yes. Like if you don't comment on my pictures, then you're not that good of a friend. <laughs> so I'm going to delete you. Because we're interacting. For me, social media is actually about interaction. Oh, guess what were you doing there? Yeah, yeah. Hey, how is it? 
is the food good? Oh, yeah, it is good. You know what I mean? That's the sort of interaction, not likes. Likes aren't interaction. Likes are ego boosting. Like, yeah, they liked it. Oh, they, they should put uh, we don't like it. You see, and that, that's why Facebook didn't even put the boo. Um, the dislike button. The dislike button. Yeah. But they're like, oh, my God. Uh, what's it called? Cyberbullying. Really? Really? We were bullied in real life, homie. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was a fat kid in high school. You know what it did? You know what bullying did? I was a really fat kid. We'd come from the States. McDonald's, Popeye's eating little dude. And and I went to boarding school. And you know you know the myths about, you know, you're fat. And you know, I mean, it was crazy. It was so much, you know, so much talk and so much. But you know what it made me do? I joined the rugby team, first of all. Terrible at rugby. Uh, barely played any games. I was always, like, at the back of the line trying to... And then a friend of mine introduced me to tennis. Look at me now. I, I was high school captain by the last, my last year of, 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 of high school, and I played for my uni. But you see, that's what, you know, not everything, I mean, I think we, we pamper these millennials too much. They haven't gone through the struggle, which is why we fail to overthrow a lot of the dictators that are in Africa right now. Because we're not willing, we're, you know, we're not, we're not strong enough to fight against social pressures. Imagine our dads were like, hey, bro, we might not see the promised land, but we're just going to get into the jungle and fight. But then, Bruh. but for them, and then you're crying about social media. You can just delete your Twitter account. Like, <laughs> but then for them, life was so much easier because if you did a wait, wait, certain, what? I life, hope your dad's listening. Yeah, but life, life was easier for them. Life was easier because for them, if you achieved a certain goal, you were more than guaranteed uh, to work. Let's say work. If if okay. if you finish like form four or yeah matric, you ended up you more more than guaranteed to get a job. job. Now. I've got an LOB. Woohoo! Thanks, man. Yeah. The yeah, first yeah. thing, the first thing you see on like adverts is three uh, years of working experience. Three years work experience. Yeah. Plus, you must have your own own car. <laughs> and you're like, wait, where the, where the hell am I supposed to get three years work experience <laughs> and a and car? A car yeah. And then come to work. <laughs> so that's why we end up just regressing into our own selves, and and we just we don't explore so, social options. I mean, I. With, with work, I, I don't know. With work, that's a tricky one. I mean, it's a very valid point. I, I, I probably get it. Like, you have nothing else to do. So, I mean, you just sit there and just, you know, read yeah. what other people are saying and comment. It makes you feel kind of better. But, I mean, there's so much else that you can do. I think it's, it's a matter of, there's just a lack of motivation. And I, I also blame it on the, the, um, uh, the lack of role models. Yeah. There's a major lack of role models. Um, I'm actually starting... Um, there's something called the Spirit of Youth uh, program at Gibbs. So they hired me as alumni and they're like, okay, you know, do you want to be a facilitator? And we're going to be mentoring 95 kids from high schools all around South Africa. They're going to pick, you know, from certain schools. And, and I mean, it's, it's very necessary. I was so happy when they hired. Like, I don't know if we're getting paid, but Gibbs, I hope you pay. <laughs> um, but even if they're not, I mean, it's something that I didn't grow up with. No, actually, it's something that I did grow up with. Like, my dad was always there for me. Like, whenever I needed, up until now, I can talk to my dad like, hey, pops. And when my dad says it's going to be okay, I'm like, yeah. You know, I feel like it's going to be okay. But a lot of modern parents aren't there for their children, one. Uh, two, uncles, aunts, they're just no role models. I mean, there's no guidance. These kids don't have guidance. And, and I think that's something that's necessary. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, Simon, I mean, he, had, he had a whole lot of valid points. Um, my only issue with him is that he then sugarcoated them towards the end because he's a millennial. 
Is he? He behaved No Well I don't know about age He looks like it But he, be, he behaved like a millennial And at the end of the thing The actual thing When they asked him Where can you get us He's like Facebook and Twitter <laughs> You know what I mean Give them an email address Or a physical address um, And where has he gone viral Like what's made him famous now It's Facebook and Twitter and Because But he wouldn't have been famous If he If he had like really attacked And gone into these You know these millennials I hate that word <laughs> Isn't there a show on Cristiano called The Millennials? Nah? Okay. <laughs> Rina just looked at me like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> but I mean, um, it's a conversation that needs to be had. And I think, you know, the beauty of it is things like radio. This is actual interaction. You know, this is actual interaction the way we speak about issues. And, and that's what we need as opposed to people just tweeting. Because, and you know what I really hate? Facebook philosophers. You know, they'll take any random quote and then put it on a Denzel Washington. Like last time it was a Shakespeare quote and it was on a Denzel Washington picture. I'm like, really? I know this quote. I did Shakespeare. You know, kids don't even do Shakespeare. People don't read anymore. That's millions. They read Twitter. Twitter is reading. Yeah, but then At least follow the 48 Laws of Power or, or Sun Tzu. You know what I mean? But nah. Mm-mm. Follow Beyonce. Oh, my single ladies. Oh, my single ladies. Well, that's what, well, that's what, that's what television and society... Like blast in front of our faces all the time and, and, and you see that's my issue Why don't we question those things We've got to My only issue is like okay I'm on Facebook I'm on Twitter uh, I'm not on Instagram Like I said I love to take pictures But it's for my close friends I don't need to get like Imagine how it I guess it could Certain people would make them feel bad If they post their picture And no one liked it <laughs> <laughs> But you've got a really low self esteem if, if, if you feel like that I post a picture looking And I don't care Like people are like Oh my god don't post that one It's really ugly I'm like no I'm posting it Like it was the picture Pictures are memories That's what my dad told me Because he doesn't have pictures And the youngest he was in the picture Was probably 39 So after that We've taken so many pictures In our lives We grew up taking so many pictures Wherever we traveled Germany The States Because he's like You know what I want to leave You need to leave memories For your kids When you have kids Because he doesn't have that But nowadays it's all about likes So yeah I mean yeah Nah, millennials, hey, bruh, like, uh, yeah. It's a cold world. It's a Jay cold Kursi's. world. Yeah, <laughs> it's a cold world. It's a cold world. Uh, Snap Palisa, we got how many memories we got? We got, we good? Okay, yeah. You got anything more to say about millennials? Nah, but did I like are you afraid? Of, are you afraid of back, uh, backlash? Don't worry. Come on now. Say it. Not that I'm afraid of backlash. Is your chick a, a, a millennial? I actually don't have a chick, eh? Oh, snap. Sadly. <laughs> I've been single for a while now. You see, that's a good look. Shout you're out to all the lady. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's because you're comfortable within yourself. Yeah. See, that's... The millennial question is not just Facebook and Twitter. It's also like things like dating. Like, oh my God, I don't have anyone. You know, there are people who date just to date. Yeah. I used to be like that. Just to... D- I mean, when you're young, I can understand. Like, when you're really young. Like, when you're... I started dating when I was probably 18 Like I'm a late bloomer everywhere But when you're 18, 19, 20 It's just kind of like Okay yeah I need to have a girlfriend yeah. Fair and fine But you grow out of these things Yo there are 40 year olds Who are on Twitter 24-7 Like hey <laughs> tweeting. I'm like hey brother Like you know Hey you know what Come talk to Gareth We can give you a slot We've got <laughs> open slots You know start a radio station Do something you, Twitter uh, And it, it's a good medium Um and, I, and I'm not saying that social media is not a good platform to express views, but I'm just saying when things that occur online fail to go offline, then it defeats the purpose. And hashtags don't bring about revolutions. Hashtags don't change governments. Hashtags don't end hunger or poverty. 
yeah, at the end of true. the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Zimbabwe is a very good example. We had this flag, this flag, this flag. Oh my God! We even previewed their their <laughs> song here, and we uh, we actually trended. I was happy. Hey, we trended. But it didn't change anything I told you It's bro. back to normal Yeah you did Because you, you were on the show At one yeah. point in time And it didn't change anything Right now we've got issues In the Gambia You know what They're not hashtagging You know who's hashtagging The rest of us In the Gambia It's a standstill The army said No we're not killing Our own citizens People have resigned Ministers have resigned Action Not hashtags And everyone that, And that's the problem With CNN and the West What the West did They made everyone Believe in the hashtag After the Arab Spring Oh my God, Facebook and Twitter really fueled this. No, 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 no. You know what fueled the Arab Spring? Very few people actually know. Raise a hand. The one event that really fueled the Arab Spring. The dude who burnt himself alive. Remember the dude who burnt himself alive? It, it was either in Tunisia. It, was, it started in Tunisia, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Tunisia. Poured petrol all over himself. Set himself alight. Because he, he said, I'm tired. I mean, so what social media did do was that people recorded the video... Which then went viral And then people rose up So social media was a proponent Of what happened on the ground So it's something that conveys a message But it's not going to start an uprising You're not going to be at your crib Hashtagging with a pizza by your side Watching <laughs> Scandal or How to Get Away with Murder And think, you know what, hey man We're going to change governments You know what I mean? Nah But I guess, I guess the hashtags are only used As a method of... Uh, Broadcasting information and news If and, and I agree with you If it's simply to broadcast news That you are going to take in And then take to action Fair and fine But if you're just going to take it in And retweet it Blah That's my <laughs> point Retweets Hashtags and retweets <laughs> uh, Alright uh, We're going to move into uh, Commercial break Taku Thank you so much man Oh yeah, Appreciate dog. it I uh, love the conversation. It's always nice to have intellectuals on the show. I think you gotta pay me now, eh? <laughs> you, you can you can talk to the people on the other side of the booth. Palisa, <laughs> hit us. No borders. You are now tuned in to No Borders. Plus, I can't hear myself in the, in the headphones. What's going on? Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, yeah man. Hello, no borders listeners. Can you hear me? Woo, we can hear you. <laughs> oh, snap. That just came on really bad. Snap. Okay. Yeah, no borders. Um, <clears throat> those are the sounds of, yo, this brother is sick. One of the best lyricists on the continent. That was Manifest with a song called uh, Coming to America. Manifest is a rapper from Ghana I met this dude in 2015 at Haifa uh, Harare International Festival of Arts Man, saw his live performance He had these sick, like No, actually it wasn't Manifest I did meet Manifest He performed with an ordinary band Which was also sick But it was the first time I saw Salif Keita perform Yo If you have not And Salif Keita is going blind Because he's an albino And you know how it affects the eye So he's going blind But he's there He knows his band so well they had, and we, upon entry into the country, they had to have like barcodes and serial numbers on their instruments, but all their instruments, the whole band are handcrafted. So they've got all these traditional Mali instruments and it's a 16 piece band with like two meter like things made out of wood. I have never seen a performance like that off the continent, not anywhere ever before. And I've seen a couple of performances. Hey, shout out to Salikeda, shout out to Manifest. Um, yeah, so 
I met three dudes the other day. I was having a drink or two, or maybe more. Four, five. <laughs> and I meant, so you know, I'm an, I'm an eavesdropper. You know, um, I don't, you know, get into people's DMs and I don't troll <laughs> on Facebook or Twitter. <laughs> but then I do eavesdrop in actual words. So I'm like, hey, what do you guys do? And they looked at me like the black person that I was like, this black dude probably wants a free drink. <laughs> I'm like, so you guys drummers? And then I had to drop the bombs. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of work for Clear Central Dark. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> nah, but anyway, um, we have a group called Drum Slum on the show today. No borders. Welcome, guys. Hey, what's up, guys? It's us, Greg, Slade, and Richard, right? Yeah. All yeah. three of you guys are yeah. drummers. All three of us. All okay, let's have introductions, individual introductions real quick. Yo, let's start with me. Uh, I'm Greg Coles, and yeah, I'm a, I'm a member of Drum Slum, uh, basically uh, co-founder of the team. And yeah, next to me, my homie Slade. What's up, guys? My name is Slade Stevenson, uh, also representing Drum Slum as one of the tutors. And yeah, man, it's really good to have you, uh, have us on the show. Thanks so much, man. No, thank really you. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm Richard Harvey, and uh, I'm kind of... Uh, uh, a minister without portfolio at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one, Rich. Uh, I'm kind of I'm com- uh, coming in from uh, in the back door here, and I'm, I'm maybe uh, uh, in charge of finance or something <laughs> obscure like that. You're the person I need to be I need to be talking to. <laughs> That's the one, Rich. You see, you see how comfortable you feel when you're on radio and when you're kind of in charge and stuff. I just gave Richard a nickname. I'm like, yeah, Rich. <laughs> he digs it, man. He digs it. <laughs> don't stop. Just I don't think- call me Dick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, before I get into how you guys met and what exactly it is that you guys do, um, mm. so what are you guys doing with the black kids, Caucasians? Are you doing anything with black kids? Oh, I, you better have an answer I, I, I think, for this I one. I think Slade has an answer for that one. Because, first of all, have you guys heard of corporate social responsibility? Of course, yeah. Now, when you're white, it's called white privilege social responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> you get it? That's, that's, that's the new one. Black kids ain't got no drums Black kids don't play any instruments But on a very serious note You know there are a lot of black kids And we're very musical people Mm -hmm. Um, But instrumentation is something that we don't do Which is why I want you guys to actually teach Mm -hmm. me the drums When I get the money Or maybe you just want to do it for free for an immigrant Come on you got the money man You can do it (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I really want to play an instrument Mm -hmm. I think it's very unfortunate that a lot of kids grow up without You know being able to play instruments You know what I mean It's a huge issue man I have to agree And like you say there, There is natural rhythm within Every race in general, but especially in your culture, because exactly. music from a young age is, you know, sitting around. We dance to everything. Drums, it's when very we're crying, percussive. we kind of, we're kind of dancing. <laughs> Funerals, we dance. Weddings, we dance. When you fail, you dance around because your mother's beating your yeah, ass. Yeah. You know I mean, so we dance 24 7. It's, 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 it's in the blood. And it's a reality, man. I mean, it took us a long time um, to actually afford to finally buy our own drum kits. Musical instruments are so expensive these right? days, man. Yeah. Especially this one. This we, is sick. We've we got a live. Yeah. Hello, no bodas listeners. We've got a live <laughs> drum electrical. I, I don't know. It's very nice. It's very nice. You'll see the video on Facebook later. We, we started on pots and pans. That's man. the way, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, oh, for real? Marlotons and, and stuff. I that's was, how we did it. Yeah, I was four years old banging on Marlotons. You in see, my but room. that's the thing. Like, when I was four years old, I didn't even know what instruments were. <laughs> mm, you know yeah. I mean, I was kicking a ball and not even a proper soccer ball. You know, the ones that you Shilotype. thread. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. We <laughs> use duct tape and plastic chicken's packet. The thing, the, what's it called? How, the thing that comes in the oranges. You know that that oh, that, that orange sack, thing, yeah, the sack, yeah, yeah. Orange sack, yeah. Oh, Fill yeah. that with plastic bags, wrap that around. That was our ball, man. If right. that that hit you in the face, yo, <laughs> <laughs> it was over. But I, right, I, right. how did you guys meet? 
basically, Slade and I went to the National School of Art in Bramfontein. That's another thing. This white privilege. Do you hear this? <laughs> yeah. Where, who? What parent? What black parent is going to send their child to the National School of what? It was actually majority black there. To be yeah, honest man. With you, man. Yeah, Honestly, majority of it was, mo- most was like, most on scholarship. No, no, man. Proper musicians, man. Very, very good. Okay, guys, okay. So. Thank you for crushing my point. And <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah, Richard was actually a, a family friend, and yeah, yeah I met uh, through my mom, and we all kind of hooked up with our musical interests, I guess. Yeah, all awesome, took man, from yeah. there, yeah. And best friends, Greg and I yeah. consider ourselves best friends. And uh, collaboration, uh, you know what? Mm. I, it, it's it's something that also lacks within within the African continent. Um, we we just don't collaborate. You know, there's pretense in terms of collaboration we kind of pretend to collaborate or if two people collaborate we're like oh my god africa stood up and they collaborate like you know it's mm. two people out of 1.1 billion um mm. and that's see the whole pur- purpose of, of no borders is to spread you know these conversations and first and foremost you guys are africans of you course know what i mean i'm yeah. glad that you i'm glad that you said that man because i definitely yeah. consider myself you know that. you guys are africans and and then you're thinking to yourself okay where is you know where is the collaboration mm. you know what i mean mm. and, and it just needs to spread if these things are happening amongst amongst you guys, they should be happening everywhere else. Mm. Uh, but I think in the millennials, sorry to bring back the terrible word, but yeah. I think in it's going to be banned after the show. <laughs> Listen, I think so. I don't blame you, but I think in the millennial sense, man, um, like a lot of the people we study with at school, a lot of the black dudes mm-hmm. and and girls, of course, they all working together now in the industry, man. You see, a lot of yeah. them, yeah, a lot yeah. of them are working together. So, and, and you know, another thing that we need to to bring down is mm. the race divide. Mm. I'm not saying don't see color, because that's nonsense. We'll always see color And instead of Because as Africans what We shouldn't be like the West We don't believe in tolerance Tolerance means I hate your guts But I'm going to tolerate you We need to believe in solidarity mm. Solidarity is Your differences and my differences We bring them together We add something to each other So you know My village might, might grow corn Right? Maize And you guys might be cattle herders Okay we bring our maize to you And then we take your meat I mean, and, and that's yeah. how these things, that's how these things should work. Exactly. So when I, when we say bring down race divides, I'm saying there needs to be collaboration, but we always need to acknowledge our differences. That's another millennial problem. I do not see color. I don't see color. We're all one. Mm. We all bleed red. Come on now. Come on. But anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, and what, what do you guys, what have you guys been doing? Activities. Uh, Jeez, what haven't we been doing, eh? <laughs> been hustling, man. Yeah, been hustling. What a mischief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, drummers get all the props. Yeah, man. Who's the drummer in that? Jared Leto? His brother? Who's who's the drummer in that group? What's uh, 30 Seconds um, to Mars. Is that, is that 30 Seconds to Mars? That's Jared Leto's band. Mars, yeah, because yeah, my sister likes them. I don't really listen. I, I'm a Travis All the Bar- girls love them, man. Yeah. It's Jared Leto, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, yeah. Travis <laughs> Barker, man. Travis Barker, that's yeah. my dude. Didn't we speak yeah. about him in yeah, the Yeah, because yeah, that's yeah. my dude. That's, that is, that's yeah. the black people's drummer. Yeah. That is great. You're yeah, going to be great. our black people's drummer now. Drum Slum. Drum Slum. But yeah, basically, man, we're still in the startup phase of our business. Um, okay. But we're just looking to break the mold of drum tuition in the country, man. Uh, okay, this is, the, Slate, this is when you take the opportunity to advertise the business. This is this the opportunity? Uh, yeah, this okay. is. No, basically, what we want to do is we want to do mobile drum tuition. So we come to you with a full electric kit set up with all the teaching material. We take up a few meters of space in your room. We sit there for half an hour with you, teach you drums, either theoretical, if you want to go into the professional world, mm-hmm. or obviously, if you just want to jam to Bruno Mars and, you know, Miley Cyrus, then you can do that for you as well, man. That's, that's another and, way. And you see that, that it's, it's important to have these hobbies because mm. it'll take you off of Twitter and Facebook. It's a huge thing, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 it will. That's what it did for us, man. Like, I mean, there are times, it, for me, it won't take me off Twitter and Facebook, it'll take me off alcohol. But <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't trust that. Because <laughs> I could have my beer right there. You could. But I mean, I mean, it's mm. just important. And even with, with, um, 
in a household imagine imagine the dad plays the drums the mother plays the piano and then the kids play guitars and stuff you have a full on band wow. hey cool. i need to start a family this is a money making business this is probably what Beyonce's ah, dad did. Fa- family bands don't work. I've been there, done that. <laughs> he has done it. He has done it. <laughs> yeah, my, my dad plays guitar. My brother's a vocalist, but we just fight too but, much. But isn't it just dope knowing that, you know, yeah. everyone in the family yeah. plays? It doesn't have to be professional. Just, you know, it's a hobby that a family can, you know. It's bonding time, man. That exactly, be thing. yeah. That's what it is, drumming, man. It's a stress reliever. It's anything you want it to be, you know, taking you away from social media, like you say, from mm. your gaming, whatever it may be, man. It's a stre- fun stress reliever. That's what we believe. So how much are the costs? Depends what you're looking at, man. I mean, obviously depends it's mobile. Depends what color we are? <laughs> no, <laughs> depends, not. depends what no car discounts? you drive. <laughs> <laughs> no black discounts? Depends no. if you're on Cliff Central or not. Then we'll look at it. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You, see now, you see now, come on. It's Gareth. It's Cliff Central. That's Gareth. Yeah, I know. Me, just no borders. Very small, Nyana. No. No money whatsoever. Yeah, man. I mean, the prices range, obviously, depending on how far we have to drive to see. We're mm. willing to drive most of Joburg and Pretoria, which is completely cool. Um, so, yeah, lessons can range anywhere from, you know, 350 to 450 maybe a bit less if you're really close to us, okay. a bit more if you're really far. It's kind of tailor-made, you know, the prices are more okay. tailor-made for our students. So that's like 350 to 450 per hour? Uh, no, that's half an hour to 45 minutes last, actually. Okay. Yeah. And you're bringing the drum, the whole, the whole kit, this everything. thing? Yeah. yeah, everything, man. Everything. Pretty much bringing everything, yeah. Yeah, there's a huge inconvenience when you have to like actually drive, get your parents more, dad, please take yeah. me to drive me like exactly. in traffic, sit nah, there for plus, 40 minutes. Plus, I mean, minutes. you're always more comfortable if you guys can come to my house yeah. and I'm just kind of chilled. I'm in my shorts and a t-shirt. You and we are trustworthy. We don't look dodgy, I hope. So. <laughs> <laughs> I hope people let us oh, in the yeah, house. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. I don't know about, I don't know about Greg. Uh, yeah. Slade and Richard are okay. Dude, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> hey, I, I, I am the ghetto one, but I'm chilled. <laughs> okay, so what we're going to do is we're actually going to have a, a, a live uh, drum set And I'm gonna find a rapper Somewhere in the studio Cause I can't rap for nothing I couldn't rap for my life Maybe I could I, Nah I couldn't rap for my life So okay Who's gonna be on the drums No we actually have 10 minutes So we can get Two three minute sets Yeah Right Alright all right, Slade's gonna hit a freestyle there Okay on, on Two the three minutes Yeah that's yeah. gonna be then, No two three minute sets got it. Uh, No no actually you don't no, Let's not time it Just do whatever Just, do whatever. Just go with the flow Cool Alright uh, then we're going to record this And all of you are going to see it on Facebook I think there is one important thing we should mention dude While, okay. we, while we're on it um, If any organizations are listening Or any people are listening in general That want to get drummers or musicians involved in community work We're looking for This is what I asked you at the beginning yeah. Slade you were supposed to throw this in the air When I asked you about the well, black this... people You see huh? Just throw it And then look good No okay He sound good on radio And then all the black people who are also black. Oh my god These are the white people that we've been looking for We thought everyone was like Trump <laughs> no, you can't compare us to uh, He's being inaugurated today, man <laughs> He is, uh, uh, yeah You see, that's millennials They voted Those for him they, yeah. they voted for him And now they're talking like Oh my God, why is Trump You voted for him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it's not like he woke up And just decided to become president That's right I mean, he campaigned People went to Okay, 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 time Okay, sweet, okay uh, Can we throw um, Can we, you know, up the backtrack Palisa, As they get ready And then people stay Logged in. It's not tuned in because this is online radio. No borders.
Sí. No. Now let me speak to you the lyrics that you never saw Lyrics are whole bits of clock Expressing my punchlines and my metaphor Got you all up and down, jumping round Moving around, yes to this crazy sound Brought by this crazy child Hold up, I think I'm coming up with something And I still don't give a fuck like a Catholic nun I took fat shows, all the brothers spit them in two Just to prove to y'all that I can drop big punks Look Don't mess around, otra bumper Cause like the pedals on a bicycle Get out, trapa That's why your girlfriend Hump on a one soul Cause your flow is non-existent Like Le Sapo, La Cibone You're a jackal Look, it ain't that hard to tell You're on ATV Coming softer than Emmanuel Listen to the lyrics as I speed it Super no I'm about to rock a fella Much better than Hope Let's switch it up <laughs> Oh. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Golly, that was Yo, ridiculous. Man. I wish I could rap. So you you gotta leave now. First of all, I'm Catholic, <laughs> and secondly, this is my show. Now you take all the limelight. Yeah, he's huh? jacking your show, brother. All right, all right, all right. Let's go again. Let's go again. Let's go again. Hit it. All right, let's do it again. Let's do it again. You gotta throw in no borders somewhere. There. No borders. All right. Cool. Shout out to all of Africa. We love y'all. Switch up the sound. Of Even the white Af Africans. Oh, all Africans. And the Indians. And, and, and the Chinese. They're, very soon, they actually are going to be Chinese Africans. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, we already have Chinese Africans. They're called Khoisan. <laughs> wow. I'm serious. Have you seen Khoisan's eyes? You, they, they're Chinese. This is the 20-something show. Okay, okay. Let's go. Let's go. Wow. No. Hey, let me let me catch, let me catch. Here we go. I don't talk a quibble with your kind, cause you're about as useful as a mind, mimicking the mind. It's a pitiful design in comparison to mine. Follow my mind if you think you can roll with the rhyme. Cause I don't get a set of critics, I just smile to the clinics where you lie, that you're minister and a guy, hit up with some rhyme. Stepping out of line, my punch lines hit hard, that's why you're pivot when I rhyme. In the beginning, I had a broom as my mic stand. Spitting lyrics of visions with my right plan. And in my right hand. Nearly skilly lips, spirit push, I'm a taller using a mirror as my hype man. Learning the people in a proper rhyme trance. And if I had a chance, make a bolayity chopper stepping into the cipher with the rhyme stands. Dope man, coming through, look. Thinking you dope, come through, changing all the borders. Now, nah, man, got no borders. Coming through, you better understand, we're harder. Coming real hard. Off the top of the dome, you better change your guard. When I'm talking on the microphone, you better get me easy on, pray to God. Kinda lost there for a bit, bring it back, ain't that some shit? Go off the top of the dome, jack on the microphone, I might just hit notes like a xylophone. Hey! Oh! Really do, that was ridiculous! Hey yo, so first on the drums was Greg, and then second time on the drums was Slade. Golly, I, I underestimated you guys, you actually proved yourselves to be really dope. Really dope? No, I actually br dope. I brought you guys on thinking you're gonna embarrass yourselves as white people, but then <laughs> you proved us wrong. This is ridiculous. <laughs> okay, we're gonna wrap it up. Thank you to Takutsunga. Thank you to Slade, Greg, Richard, Drumslum. Wait, wait, hold up. Drumslum, you want to give us, you want to give people your contact details, like how they get a hold of you on Facebook, Twitter, uh, millennial yeah. stuff, millennial phone all, numbers, all yeah. that stuff, yeah. Uh, or hit us up on an email, info at drumslum.com. And yeah, hope to hear from you guys soon. Sweet. The show is No Borders. It's your boy KF every Friday, 1 to 2 p.m., cliffcentral.com. Africa must wake up. What's up? Cliffcentral.com.